the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on, everybody? Another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the last day of March. Can you believe it's the end of March already? And April Fool's right around the corner. We've got a fantastic show for you tonight. Craft Beer guest that's going to be joining me later this hour, the usual news and notes to get to. But first, how can you follow me? Very simply, on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albertg at nycradio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Now, coming up in about 20 minutes from now, Jack Hendler, he's one of the co-owners of Jack's Abbey, will join me. We were going to talk all about this brewery uh, that makes great German lagers. And it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting, not an interesting story. It's a cute, funny little story about how I hooked up with Jack's Abbey uh, to have them on for an interview this week. And it has to do with Peter King and his Monday morning quarterback column. If you didn't read his column from about two weeks ago, take a read through it, and when you get towards the end, you'll understand why um, I uh, reached out to Jack's Abbey and uh, the folks there and got them on. It's a great interview. You'll love it. Um, you know, just talking a little bit about why a brewery, especially now with all of the different things that are going on in breweries, why brew only lagers and pilsners? Uh, they didn't jump onto the IPA uh, hazy craze, and I really wanted to know why. They make good beer, Jack's Abbey. If you're into lagers and pilsners, they make very good beers. So it's an interesting discussion that I have with Jack. Stay tuned for that in about 20 minutes from now. You'll really enjoy it. But we've got news and notes to get to later on in our Suds and Duds segment. Uh, Wet Ticket Brewing had their second anniversary party last week, was happy enough to attend uh, that event. I will talk about that um, as well as uh, what I have drank. Actually, last night I was down in Atlantic City for the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival. We'll have a full review on that on next week's program. Always a good time down there. Uh, the guys uh, that run the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest, good time. Tricycle Productions, John Henderson and his wife Carol and the whole staff down there, they do a phenomenal job. But we'll review that on next week's program. And uh, another thing that I'm going to get into in our news and notes in our next segment is about breweries and what is going on in terms of breweries um, locally. Uh, a, brewer, um, a brewery earlier last week uh, ended up going out of business and it's a telltale sign of small breweries. I'm not talking about mid-size, maybe even mid-size too, but um, smaller breweries and a little bit of a kind of an, I don't want to say an in-depth look, but a look at what breweries do and maybe what they shouldn't do uh, in terms of running their business. We'll get into that in our next segment. But first up, on our news and notes, 
Founders Brewing uh, is bringing back a seasonal favorite. The Green Zebra will be their next spring to summer seasonal. Uh, the highly popular Green Zebra was originally slotted to return as a limited series release, but the combination of a Goza Sour Wild Ale style was too good to hold back. Green Zebra will be available nationally. Add to its appeal, Founders has added a new 15-pack can formation in addition to six-pack cans as well as on draft. It's a 4.6% ABV. It's a tart, slightly sweet Goza-style ale. It's brewed with watermelon and sea salt. It's going to be available in all markets beginning in April through July of this year. Please note, price will vary by market. So if you're into that uh, kind of light uh, type of beer that has a little bit of you know fruit flavor to it with a little saltiness, um, this is definitely up your alley. Uh, looking forward to trying the Green Zebra uh, when it comes out in just a couple of weeks. Ballast Point has um, released a new Ballast Point Lager. This is a discussion that I have with Jack, uh, Jack Hendler, uh, coming up uh, later on. So Ballast Point is now putting out a lager. Uh, it is available nationwide now. Uh, and again, 4.2% ABV, only 99 calories, and three and a half grams of carbohydrates. It's available year-long on draft, 12- and six-pack cans, as well as a 19.2-ounce single can. Uh, Ballast Point Lager is joining the popular Fathom IPA as part of the brewery's discovery series of approachable, high-quality, and great-tasting beers. Now, I bring up that point for this. Uh, We've seen a lot of breweries lately. Uh, Sam Adams has been one of them. Now, Ballast Point Founders has done it. Uh, Firestone Walker has done it. A number of different breweries are now starting. Dogfish Head has done it, which we'll get into in just a second. Some news from Dogfish Head. But we're seeing brewers now that are brewing beers low in alcohol level, um, low in carbs, low in calories. They're marketing this health-conscious part of society where maybe it's not necessary to always have an IPA or a double IPA or a stout, something that has a high ABV, a lot of calories, puts weight on. Uh, I get it. Look, I get it. I, you know, I, I, my oncologist diagnosed me with a fatty liver. We don't know where it's coming from. It's very slight. The enzymes are not breaking down, um, you know, uh, food and, and, and alcohol that goes into the body. It happens as you get older. Uh, I started working out in a gym. I'm trying to do things to, get, to stay ahead of the curve. But look, let's face it. Um, if you drink a lot of different IPAs and things of that nature, stouts, porters, whatever, you're putting calories into your body. And, and for a lot of people, it's empty calories, especially if you're not exercising and you're not eating properly. So we're seeing a lot more brewers put out these approachable beers that have taste to them and have body to them and are not just the same old you know, Budweiser and Bud Light, uh, et cetera, et cetera, where you're just drinking empty calories and you know, you're not really getting anything out of it. So it remains to be seen if these things will become successful. I think what we're seeing is some of these brewers have seen the success of spiked seltzers, uh, people switching to cider, which is fattening in its own way, too, because of the sugars. And so they're trying to find beverages that will approach the everyday consumer that may decide, hey, instead of getting this high-caloric beer, I'm going to go with a lighter-calorie beer, and it's got less carbs in it, so I don't feel like I'm I'm piling on or adding on. Again, for me, it, I, I would rather drink one beer that tastes great and maybe has a few more calories and a few more carbs than drink four of a lower-calorie, lower-carb type of beer to get the same effect. I don't need to do that. So we'll see. But it's interesting uh, what we're seeing here as uh, the months go by. We'll see if other brewers really start jumping on that. We're ta- we were talking about Dogfish Head, and they have a new um, super beer. It's called Super 8, uh, which, again, is specifically designed for active lifestyle enthusiasts. 
interested in incorporating high-quality ingredients in their beer choices because they that's a thing that they take seriously. So Super 8, a, super, a sessionable Super Goza, 5.3% ABV. Uh, apparently it's got prickly pear, mango, boysenberry, blackberry, raspberry, elderberry, kiwi juices, a touch of quinoa, along with an ample addition of Hawaiian sea salt. It's delicious. will be available na- Well, they say it's delicious. Uh, it'll be available nationally in six-packs and 12-ounce cans in early April. Uh, it'll be interesting uh, if I report back next week if this Super Goza was available uh, at Dogfish Head Stand uh, down in Atlantic City at the Beer and Music Fest. Uh, we will see if it is. You will get a review about it next week. If not, uh, if I do see it in the stores, I may end up picking up um, uh, a couple of cans or maybe even a six-pack to try. Uh, you can visit dogfish.com uh, uh, for more information on this beer and to, of course, learn where it is, uh, where you can get it, where uh, you can purchase it. Here's a cool story. So uh, we had all this flooding in Nebraska uh, about a week and a half ago. And so a pair of men uh, found an indestructible refrigerator stocked with cold beer amid debris from the devastating flooding in Nebraska. Kyle Simpson and his friend Galen Stauffer were surveying the damage near the town of Schuyler, uh, Schuyler last Sunday Excuse me, when they found the small black fridge completely unscathed by the elements. The fridge was packed with Bud Light and Bush Light beers. Not exactly the beer I would drink. Um, the friends apparently cracked open a few beers, snapped a few photos, and then got back to work cleaning up the area. So uh, interesting that the uh, refrigerator was rendered indestructible, and uh, they ended up getting some uh, cold beer out of it. So uh, kudos to those gentlemen. Devastating for what has happened uh, in Nebraska in terms of the flooding. Also, a giant mixing truck uh, earlier this week served up cocktails in Florida. Apparently a giant 27-foot-long truck with a 2,400-gallon drink mixer on it, reminiscent of a cement mixer, uh, served cocktails at various locations in Orlando this past week. The makers of Monkey Shoulder Whiskey served up a drink called the Mixed Up Monkey. It features monkey shoulder whiskey, mint simple syrup, lemon juice, soda, and some mint garnish. Interesting. So I wonder if anybody's in the Florida area and they're listening and they happen to see this uh, truck, would love if you sent me an email, albertg at nycradio.com, and give me a little update on it or uh, tweet at me, uh, at Al Gattulo, and let me know if you uh, had a chance to see this truck and if you got a drink from it. And then finally, our folks from Charter Oak Brewing out in Connecticut, um, they've got new new packaging, new beers. They have um, Lights Out Stout, an 8% ABV Big Russian Imperial Stout. It's in 16-ounce cans and in draft. Candles Out North uh, New England IPA. Uh, this is uh, cans to be released. It's in draft now. It's a 7.1% ABV beer. Uh, hazy and full hop aroma and taste. Rebellious Yankee Northeast uh, IPA or New England. I keep saying Northeast. Uh, hazy IPA with a generous a Galaxy Hop Dry Hop. It is in draft only. Uh, Governor's Treat. They've got. Uh, they're now brewing all in cans. They had them in bottles. They're going to only be doing cans now. The brewery in Danbury, Connecticut, uh, has two brew houses, plenty of capacity, they say, to serve all of Connecticut. Uh, They are going to be introducing a dry hop lager, Stubborn Yankee, which will be coming out in the early summer. And then on April 13th, they will have an anniversary party uh, at their tap room. So kudos to the folks from Charter Oak Brewery. Thanks for sending that information along. And, of course, any information you want to send along about any beers that are being released, just hit me up, albertg at nycradio.com. Get it to me sooner rather than later, and we will squeeze it in uh, in our News and Notes segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Now, when we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes, including uh, a Jersey brewery that recently shut down and the the uh, the problems that they had, and it's a lesson 
for smaller breweries to really pay attention to. That's coming up after the break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Larry Elder explains how things are getting better in America. Look at the after-tax income at the top 1% since uh, 79, and it's grown impressively, but so has the growth of the bottom of the, of the country also grown. And as a result of falling prices here in this country, more Americans have more income left after basic expenses. Things are getting better in America. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 970. The Answer. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour. A tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered if you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity with expert guides and important lectures at key sites. We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. For more information and to register for this trip, go to am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. We all know the secret to the best Italian food is the sauce. And no one has sauce as good as Michael's of Brooklyn. Their sauce is made from scratch using only the best ingredients. But don't take our word for it. Stop at any of your local supermarkets and pick up a jar or listen to the Joe Piscopo Morning Show every Wednesday for a chance to win a whole case of Michael's delicious, authentic, and fresh sauce. You can also enter online at am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. Good luck. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams bed sheets. I started by using the world's best cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. My Giza sheets also include full 21-inch wide pillowcases that will fit over any pillow and deep pocket sheets that will fit over any mattress. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-651-0798 to get your very own MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets. 1-800-651-0798. Use promo code AM970 and Mike will give you 30% off plus free shipping. That's right, 30% off and free shipping with promo code AM970. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. AM 97, The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer by Van Halen, Romeo's Delight, Women and Children First. This album came out this week... In 1980. Was it really 1980 that this album came out? Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, I'm getting old. I'm getting old, right? 1980? Yeah, 1980. This week in 1980, uh, Van Halen's Women and Children First. A great album. I thought Women and Children First and, um, what was it, the Mean Streets album. I have to go back to, uh, 
I got to go into my catalog here for a quick second, and then we're going to get into the rest of the show here. Oh, fair warning. Fair warning, Women and Children First. Probably two of my favorite Van Halen albums from the David Lee Roth era. Just because fair warning is such a complete departure from what they normally did. Uh, and then, of course, 1984 comes out. But Women and Children First, a much heavier, uh, thicker sound. And then fair warning, kind of that, that next album right after that, that kind of had that, I almost want to say that metal edge to them. And that's where I get because I don't consider Van Halen a heavy metal band. I consider Van Halen a glam band, uh, a rock and roll band, not a heavy metal band. They're not. They're heavy in certain instances, but not all the time. Anyway, we'll continue with Van Halen retrospective probably sometime in the summer, because that's uh, when Van Halen music is best listened to in the summertime when you're having a beer or two and sitting out in the in the sun waiting for a concert to start. That's that's when you enjoy some Van Halen. Now. You can follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com, and don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms as well as your Alexa-ready device. Just say to Alexa, you want to hear the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, and you get to hear... Us on your Amazon-enabled device. Now, coming up in just under 10 minutes, Jack Hendler, one of the co-owners of Jack's Abbey, will join me. We'll talk all about this brewery that makes fantastic German lagers. And again, that's coming up about 10 minutes from now. Lots of news to get to. So Tom from Ghost Talk Brewing hit me up the other day to let me know, and now you know, that the grand opening of Passaic County's first ever brewery in New Jersey uh, will be there uh, Saturday, April 20th at noon. Uh, ghosttalkbrewing.com for more info. They will be based in Clifton, New Jersey, 321 River Road, Unit Number 6. They are next door to Silk City Distillers, and they are across the street from the famed Rutz Hut, right off of Route 3 and Route 21 in northern New Jersey. Again, grand opening for Ghost Talk Brewing, Saturday, April 20th at noon. Uh, I am going to try and get over there. Uh, I know they're doing a, um, a smaller event that is not open to the public. Uh, which I will certainly be attending that, and I will give you a review of their beer as well. So thanks to Tom from Ghost Talk Brewing for that information. Again, Rutz Hut, if you haven't been to Rutz Hut, you want one of the best hot dogs you're ever going to eat in the state of New Jersey, that's where you go. And in fact, when I do go there, I am going to take a trip over to Rutz Hut to get myself uh, a couple of uh, chili dogs, for sure. Uh, You can try Sunblink on draft, the folks from Heavy Seas Beer, uh, or grab a four-pack of 16-ounce cans to go only at the Sunblink release, exclusively in the Heavy Seas Tap Room at the brewery on Friday, April 5th. It's a tart, juicy, sour ale, uh, lemon flavor, and notes of raspberry delivering, as they say, the most satisfying can of sunshine ever made. So again, if you're in the uh, Baltimore area, Heavy Seas, Sunblink, it'll be uh, in the tap room uh, on draft, and you can grab a four-pack of 16-ounce cans to go on Friday, April 5th. Now, last week, actually, a week ago uh, this past Friday, um, Demented Brewery, uh, located in Middlesex, New Jersey, abruptly shut down. Now, this brewery had some issues that were happening well before they shut down. They had filed for bankruptcy last year, uh, were in the process of reorganizing their debt. Unfortunately, they were acquiring more debt, which bankruptcy judges typically don't like for you to do. The goal is to get rid of the debt in a way that satisfies all parties. So there was a lot of rumbling on a lot of Facebook pages and stuff about demented closing and they had had a bottle club and, you know, people were, you know, buying gift cards and now they're getting shafted here. And from what I've read on social media, it seems the that employees weren't getting paid. And then you have your head brewer 
up and quit on you because, uh, you know, he's not getting paid. Now, it adds up to a bad situation. I have heard rumors of personal issues with the owner. I'm not going to sit here and speculate on that. Um, You know, that's for other people to decide. Uh, I've heard rumblings, but I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to speculate on on what's going on with the owner, Tom Zuber, uh, of Demented Brewing. Uh, For me, the bottom line is this. If you're not knocking it out of the park with great beers, if there's no buzz around your brewery, uh, you're going to have issues all the way around. There are a lot of choices out there, and in New Jersey, they are growing every single day, especially, uh, you know, and and even in New York and Pennsylvania, there's a lot of choices for beers, uh, be it a bar, brewery, etc., I was pleasantly surprised to see demented cans at PNC last year, and I bought a few at at different concerts I I had attended because I want to support local breweries. So if I have the option to buy a local beer uh, as opposed to a macro beer, of course I'm going to buy the local beer there. And, you know, I'm not buying that much because I'm usually having a few in the parking lot before I get in so I can save a little bit of money. But I certainly want to support uh, the local breweries, but I hadn't heard any buzz about Demented in well over a year. Like, hey, they, they, they just came out with this beer. It's great. You got to try it, et cetera, et cetera. Aside from the fact uh, that the owner of Demented is trying to was trying to start, I don't know if it's still up there, a GoFundMe campaign. Basically, he wanted to raise a million dollars to move his brewery to Lambertsville. You know, that to me, well, again, I'm not going to get into the particulars of the situation, but you can't have your brewery close and then all of a sudden up and, you know, decide – Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna raise money and move my brewery elsewhere. There are there are obvious issues with this company financially. There's there's issues, and obviously, you know, maybe the beer is not exactly uh, up to par. Again, I don't know that. However, uh, from seeing social media posts from other people after this happened, so this was a statement uh, from some people that worked at Demented and that are I guess will no longer have a job uh, come April. This is the this is the statement they have posted on social media. We are sure you are all aware the past few days have been quite eventful for Demented Brewing. Mental illness is something we take quite seriously. Again, this is a statement from people that work there. With that being said, we want you to know that some of us are here and ready to serve you crisp, fresh beer. We have two new batches of Dementia and Gallows Hill on tap, and our doors will be open from noon to 10. This was uh, the other day. Unfortunately, the things that have been said cannot be taken back, but we assure you that our doors will be open. We truly honor and appreciate all of the love and support we have received from our customers and community since day one. Without all of your loyalty, Demented Brewing would not have thrived the way it has. Yes, the rumors are true, and we are unsure of the fate of Demented Brewing come April. If anything, it would be our greatest pleasure to send you off with some damn good beer. Cheers. This is from Liz, the tasting room manager, Dave, the production manager, and Mike, the head brewer. So, for now, Demented is open. For how long? That's anybody's guess. Uh, if you want to get over there in Middlesex, uh, New Jersey, in Middlesex County, and you want to check out Demented before they close, I assure you, get over there. They're open. Try their beer. Support them. Buy a T-shirt or two. Help these guys out who have not been getting paid. Where Now, again, the statement from them, mental illness is something we take quite seriously. So clearly the, the owner of the company has been going through a number of personal issues, and I hope that he, get the, he gets the help that he needs. And maybe down the road, Demented opens again in another location. Things change. I don't know. But support these people if you can. That's the most important thing. Uh, Weyerbacher, uh is has partnered with Triple Sun Spirits to create Jester's Tail Vodka. 
uh, Jester's Tail handcrafted in the Lehigh Valley by Triple Sun Spirits at their Emmaus location, distilled from corn at six times distilled, charcoal filtered, and gluten free. Uh, Weyerbacher and Triple Sun Spirits introduced uh, Jester's Tail at the brewery last week at the Easton location. Visitors can sample it as well as purchase bottles to go. Uh, the Seven Gingers Mule Cocktail made by my Triple Sun Spirits featuring Jester's Tail uh, is available at the bar. It's a ginger-forward refreshing mule made with seven bulbs of fresh ginger per batch, topped off with Jamaican ginger beer, vodka, and lime. Uh, it will be available for purchase of vodka in Pennsylvania only. can be found at Triple Sun Spirits, 518 Bank Street in Emmaus, Pennsylvania, as well as select bars and restaurants. So kudos to Weyerbacher for jumping into the distilling realm as well. And then finally, the other big news of the week, uh, Common Roots Brewing up in South Glen Falls, New York. What a shame. This past Monday, a fire tore through the building, destroying a large portion of the building hours after the owners had broken ground for an expansion of the business. Um, no injuries were reported. The brewery had been open at the time the fire broke out. They had firefighters from at least seven companies in Saratoga, Warren, and Washington counties on the scene. Parts of the roof collapsed, were consumed by fire, uh, but a firewall kept the flames from spreading to the back half of the building. Matt Fuller, who is a lawyer who represents co-owners, Christian Weber and Burt Weber were on the scene as well, as said the building is insured, said he did not know how it started. Um, Fuller said it's insured and we will deal with it. It's tragic. They're a good family. They run a great business. And then the Webers posted a a message on Facebook late Monday that read, Earlier this evening, a fire broke out at our brewery and taproom in South Glen Falls. While this is a very difficult time, we are grateful everyone got out safely. We appreciate the efforts of our local first responders and thank each of you for your thoughts and support. An additional update will be provided at the appropriate time. The cause not known as of last Monday. Uh, They were investigating it. The brewery was a converted warehouse that opened for business in 2014, and they had broken ground earlier in the day on Monday for a 350-square-foot expansion of the first-floor tap room, uh, as well as a new second story. The space was to give the business room for additional bathrooms and a kitchen. The second story was going to be event space, a new outdoor deck, and a private bar were to be added. This is terrible news. Common Roots is doing a great job making beer. Uh, A lot of people have come out in support. Big Alice Brewing was supposed to do a collaboration with them on uh, this past Tuesday. Uh, And so from what I'm hearing from a lot of different brewers, they have opened their arms. That's the great thing about the brewing community. They have opened their arms to Common Roots and said, whatever you guys need, we're here. We're available. We've got space in our tanks. We will do what we need to do to help you guys out. So hopefully insurance will cover uh, the cost of the damages to the building. They will be up and running very soon. Uh, Pillow Gossip is a great beer from Common Roots. There's a lot of others as well. Uh, And as soon as we know more about this story and how you can help, we will put it out on our social media pages. When we come back after a short break, Jack Hendler, one of the co-owners of Jack's Abbey, will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's fair and 42 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. A hearing is scheduled to take place on Monday at a federal courthouse in downtown Los Angeles in connection with Ashley Judd's litigation against Harvey Weinstein. The actress contends the disgraced former movie mogul made sexual advances toward her in 1997 when the two were discussing potential movie roles. The litigation also alleges that Weinstein torpedoed Judd's movie career after she rejected his sexual advances. An L.A. judge threw out Judd's first claim last September because he wasn't convinced that California's sexual harassment law was intended to be used in a claim against a prospective employer. However, that same judge did give the actress an option to refile her claim. 
Phil Hewlett, NBC News Radio. Drivers in New York are being hit with higher bridge and tunnel tolls as of today. Tolls went up on several MTA crossings at midnight, including the Queens Midtown Tunnel and the Throgs Neck Bridge. The tolls went up by 6% for those with an easy pass and 11.8% for those without. Drivers who are not from Staten Island and don't have easy pass will now be charged $19 to cross the Verrazano Bridge westbound. The MTA bus and subway fares will go up too, but not until April. In sports, Yankees lost to the Orioles 7-5. Also, the Mets lost to the Nationals 6-5 as that final score. But over in the NHL, Rangers beat the Flyers 3-zip. Traffic delays if you're making your way through the Bronx. Bronx River Parkway northbound approaching 233rd Street. Right lane closed with a vehicle fire. Traffic slow from Gun Hill Road. Looks like a good ride at the GWB. No reported delays at the Holland or the Lincoln Tunnels. Once you get into town, the FDR Drive northbound at 71st Street had a stall. It's been cleared. West Side Highway, pretty smooth ride. Weather for tonight, partly cloudy, low around 34 degrees. Tomorrow you'll see some sunshine, high near 49. And then as we look ahead for Tuesday, mostly sunny, high near 53 degrees. Now you know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno on AM 970, The Answer. Every child deserves a quality education. That's why NJEA members, teachers, and educational support professionals are proud to partner with parents to provide students with the support they need to be successful in school and in life. NJEA knows that when families and schools work together, our children are the winners. And our commitment to students is paying off. Did you know that according to some national publications, New Jersey schools lead the country in student achievement and giving children the chance to succeed? And our high school graduation rate is among the top in the nation. The College Board also reports that New Jersey students have the highest advanced placement scores in the nation. Go to NJEA.org to learn more about the great things happening in New Jersey's public schools. This message, sponsored by the New Jersey Education Association, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. Our hosts all look like GQ models. See them now at am970theanswer.com. All right, welcome back to the Alga Tulo Craft Beer Cast here on AM 970 The Answer. My next guest is one of the founders of a brewery in Massachusetts since 2011. They make lagers and only lagers, and they make them very well. Jack's Abbey is the name of the brewery. Jack'sAbbey.com is the website for more information if you want to take a visit to their expansive tap room, and they have a restaurant in there as well. Uh, but let me welcome into the Craft Beer Cast for the first time. And it's an interesting story how I, I ended up interviewing somebody from Jack Sabby. And I have to thank Peter King from the Monday Morning Quarterback uh, on ProFootballTalk.com for that one. But let me welcome into the Craft Beer Cast Jack Handler. Jack, thanks for jumping on with me. Uh, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. You got it. Now, Jack, how did Jack's Abbey get its start as a brewery? Well, uh, the brewery was founded by my two brothers, Sam Eric and myself, back in 2011. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had been brewing professionally for around six years. Uh, my brother Sam was actually still in college. He wasn't 21 when we, when we actually signed the lease oh, for wow. our, our first brewery space. And my brother Eric was uh, trading commodities on the, on the stock uh, Wall Street. He was doing like sugar or something i don't know i'm not sure what those guys actually do during the day but uh 
Something they walk around a lot. Our studios are near Wall Street, so I see a lot of them walking around a lot. I don't know if they're actually doing <laughs> any work. But um, l- let me ask, you guys made the decision early on uh, to make lagers, or should I say traditional German-style beers. Why did you decide to go that route? And I know in 2011 the, the IPA craze wasn't what it is today, but why go that route instead of saying, well, we're going to have a brewery that's going to en- encompass uh, all sorts of different beers? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So I, we get the, obviously we get this question a lot, and yeah. I, I always find it the answer to be somewhat comical at this point is that we thought eight years ago with three thousand breweries that the brewery uh, that the brewery world was oversaturated, and um, we were really concerned that we with with the industry and the trends and. And what would what it would take to be unique in the market? Obviously, there's now another 5,000 breweries sure. or something that have opened the last last uh, eight years. So we weren't exactly at the uh, saturation point we thought we were, but right. we really wanted to stand out. We knew we wanted to brew lagers, um, particularly German style lagers, mm-hmm. and uh, it really worked well with trying to uh, differentiate a lot of the products we were putting out in the market back then with what a lot of other breweries that were starting out were trying to trying to do. All right, we're talking with Jack Hendler. He's one of the co-owners of Jack's Abbey, located in downtown Framington, uh, Framingham, excuse me, in Massachusetts. Jacksabbey.com is the website for more information. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. So it's three brothers get it started. Now, were you all in in, in agreement to make lagers, or was there a little bit of a fight between? Nah, you know, I like this or I like that style. Or you guys were all really on board right from the get go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we all had a, a vision uh, for for what we wanted to brew, and um, we started out with uh, sort of a what we call now red tape is a sort of in between a amber lager and a dunkel German style lager, and we had a pilsner when we opened um, called Saxon Sons. But the brands that we've brewed really have shifted a lot. Um, from the from the early days to what we do now, we did focus a lot on hoppy beers. Hoppy beers are obviously um, a big part of the craft beer market right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've sort of shifted more towards traditional styles. Our best-selling beer is a Helles Lager. Um, we have a, a year-round Pilsner, as well as a whole bunch of seasonals that are traditional German-style uh, style beers. You know, it's interesting, and I mentioned it, I referenced it before, about how that the trend is the IPA and, uh, you know, hazy and New England style and all this other stuff, and I love those beers, but you don't really see a lot of brewers anymore, uh, although, although maybe now you're starting to see it, but you don't see a lot of brewers making lagers and pilsners. Why is that? Is it because of the fact that lagers take longer to brew than a, than a, uh, an IPA, Jack? Well, that, that's certainly part of it. There's two real big factors here. One is sort of the time, the experience. There's just not a lot of um, experience brewing a lot of lagers for a lot of brewers who are getting into the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other part is, is unfortunately, a... Uh, a market that doesn't um, prioritize lagers. And for a lot of people, lager means cheap, fizzy mm-hmm. beer. And that, that's that been a big challenge for us to, to educate consumers as to the products we're brewing and why, if anything, the beers we, we make are harder to make, more expensive to make than if we were doing a comparable ale. 
Um, so it's a good talking point for us, but it's also a big challenge for us. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that it is because, listen, I love a good lager. And sometimes, you know, even recently I know we're seeing, you know, some breweries are saying, well, we're brewing a, a lager that's low in carbs. We get the, the whole health conscious thing. But there's something about, uh, you know, a summer day and having a really great crisp Pilsner or just a, just a really, you know, uh, a, a real nice cold lager that you could sit in the backyard and kind of drink. Uh, you know, for a little bit and not have to worry about, oh, my God, this is too bitter or this is too hoppy or or whatever. And you guys do that better than most out there. And it's, a, it, you know, kudos to you guys. You'd like to see more of that, especially on a tap list. You go into a you go into any type of gastro pub and let's say they got 20 taps. Well, 15 or 16 of them are probably IPAs. So it's not. it wouldn't be nice to have a little bit more variety, but I get it from a time standpoint and an expense standpoint as well. Talking with Jack Hendler, he's one of the co-owners of Jack's Abbey. They're located in downtown Framingham in Massachusetts. Jacksabbey.com is the website for more information on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, it, so Jack, it's funny. Um, I got a connection with you guys because Peter King a couple of weeks ago was mentioning how in New York City he ended up having – uh, a Jack's Abbey somewhere at some bar. I don't remember the name of the bar. And um, in his Monday morning quarterback that he lists, and he, you know, he's a he's a craft beer aficionado. And I tweeted out to him. I said, "Oh, by the way, Jack's Abbey's been distributed in in New York for a long, you know, for a couple of years now. It's not they didn't just happen to pick it up on, on you know, off the street. The keg was laying there, and they decided to tap it. So <laughs> one of your colleagues reached out to me, and that's how we got uh, the the whole conversation started. So thank you for that." But you guys have a March Madness event going on. See, I'm trying to tie this into sports here a little bit. Um, the the March Madness event that you have going on, tell me a little bit about this at the brewery. Well, this is sort of a fun thing for, for both the brewery and for all of anyone who follows the brewery. Is where we let everyone vote and, and try to come up with uh, a winning beer every year for uh, basically for – you know, the most popular Jack's Abbey beer. We've done it. This is our second year doing it. And just uh, it's been great to just get the interaction. And it's always rewarding to get that feedback from consumers to see what beers are really enjoying. And, and you can get a better idea of the, the beers that maybe you want to focus on and uh, other styles of beer that you may want to brew based on the feedback you're getting on, on that sort of uh, promotion. So, in other words, if one beer does particularly well that you decide to brew for this event, you'll put it on as a mainstay for, say, a couple of months or even, you know, put it into your regular rotation. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's also it's, it's great when, you know, it's some of our year-round most popular beers that people are really enjoying, too. So it gives you gives you feedback as to whether or not you're you're putting out the right products and people are enjoying the beer that you're that are out in the market right now and and to see maybe necessarily maybe we got to tweak the formula a little bit just you know make a couple of changes so that's always a good thing now one of the other cool things you guys uh, do he do it at your place that and I live in New Jersey and so in New Jersey it's a little bit different with craft breweries they can't have restaurants they can't have foods being served in it it's a whole big to do in New Jersey but what you guys have you have a beer hall and a kitchen uh, is this uh, a traditional german style food that's being served so we yeah we have a bit of a split menu uh half of it is wood-fired pizza the other half is sort of more german inspired fare with you know, sausages schnitzel um uh pretzels that sort of that sort of stuff um but we also do uh, a lot of the wood-fired pizza which is um which has been really interesting because we do this we try to replicate our brewing practices in the pizza dough we're making. So we do a really long, cold 
fermentation on our pizza dough. It can take up to three, four days for our pizza dough to be ready. Um, and that's sort of that that uh, relationship to lagers where you're doing that really cold, long fermentation. So right. we're trying to tie some of those ideas together. See, that's now that's very cool. Now, and, and of course, uh, the food would pair. You'd have selections on what to drink with uh, the particular types of food that people would be ordering, correct? Yeah, so we, we do do a few pairings. Um, you know, the, the great thing about a Hellas or a Pilsner is, you know, drink it with anything. Right. You don't have to necessarily worry too much about it. But certainly some of the other more unique styles of beer will we'll have some recommended uh, uh, pairings for those. See, that's nice. Keep it simple. You know, I mean, and that's, that's, the, that's the great thing about a Pilsner is that you're right. You can pair it pretty much with anything. You can go with pizza. It can go with chili. You don't necessarily have to have, even though some chilies are spicier than others, uh, you know, a nice, a nice crisp Pilsner to wash it down with is great. And, of course, a lager goes well with pretty much uh, anything that you serve. My guest has been Jack Hendler. He is one of the co-owners of Jack's Abbey. They are located in downtown Framingham. That's in Massachusetts. Jack'sAbbey.com is the website for more information. We can find out where Jack's Abbey is being distributed. Obviously, it's being distributed in New York. I believe you guys are in New Jersey as well. Um, but you're, di- you're as of uh, April first. That's right. As of April first, you'll be in New Jersey, and you guys, uh, you have a limited distribution, right? I think you're in about. I, I'm taking a guess here. It's about 15 states you're in, or is that? A, it's a little bit smaller. Uh, less than that, I believe, seven or eight right now. Okay. All right. Well, listen. I know you guys have had a big success in New York. We love you. I've had a couple of your beers uh, in Jersey. I had a friend of mine bring some down uh, from up in Albany. So uh, I very much enjoyed uh, your beers and very much enjoyed the talk today. Jack, thanks so much for joining me. Very much appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds. That's on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Larry Elder explains how things are getting better in America. Look at the after-tax income of the top 1% since uh, 79, and it's grown impressively, but so has the growth of the bottom of the the country also grown. And as a result of falling prices here in this country, more Americans have more income left after basic expenses. Things are getting better in America. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 970. The Answer. Hi, this is Bill Martinez. Join us as we talk with the experts about the latest news, politics, issues of faith, the culture, and entertainment. It's all about us. It's all about the truth wherever it leads. Bill Martinez live, Monday mornings at 12 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Are you one of the 80% of Americans that experiences back pain? Do you suffer from sciatica or spinal stenosis? Afraid of the potential surgical complications of going under the knife to remedy your pain? Then Brooklyn Spine Center is the place for you. Dr. Melinda Keller is not only a friend of mine, she's the director who specializes in non-surgical spinal decompression. She utilizes the DRX-9000 to make your lower back pain a thing of the past. Give Dr. Keller a call right now, 718-234-6200. That's 718-234-6200. We all know the secret to the best Italian food is the sauce, and no one has sauce as good as Michael's of Brooklyn. Their sauce is made from scratch using only the best ingredients. But don't take our word for it. Stop at any of your local supermarkets and pick up a jar or listen to the Joe Piscopo Morning Show every Wednesday for a chance to win a whole case of Michael's delicious, authentic, and fresh sauce. You can also enter on Line at am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. Good luck. Piscopo in the morning. Coming up at 6 on AM 970. The Answer. Oh, yeah. Check me out. 
Oh, you didn't think I played Van Halen earlier in the show. You didn't think I was going to come back from something from Fair Warning. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. Here you go. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. So, this is love from uh, Van Halen's Fair Warning. Again, w- one of my favorite Van Halen albums because it was such a departure from a lot of the stuff that they did, a lot heavier. Um, just they kind of just let it go. And then they, uh, if you want to say commercialized by following it up with 1984 and a lot more keyboards and stuff, synthesizers that David Lee Roth didn't like, and that was part of the initial argument that the band had, uh, and eventually going their separate ways for a time and then bringing in Sammy Hagar to do uh, 5150 and that album coming out in 1986. So uh, just a shame that Van Halen at that point were on the cusp of, of you know, they were already a, a huge success. They could have been even bigger. It would have been interesting to see what the follow-up album would have been after 1984 had Roth had uh, stayed with the band, but we will never know. The album that they put out years later, Roth's voice wasn't even close uh, to being the same, but, you know, that's an argument for another time. Anyway, Suds and Duds, our final segment of the program, a bunch of different Jersey beers that I had, and uh, Wet Ticket had their second anniversary um, uh, celebration. We'll t- we'll discuss that a little bit later uh, in this segment here, in the final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. But started off over at the Sterling Hotel um, last week, uh, met up with a couple of my friends there. The Sterling Hotel is a great place. They're doing a whole burger thing right now, like kind of a March Madness type of burger thing, which ends probably sometime next week, where... Uh, they're bringing you 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 order two burgers and they're small burgers, but they're different you know styles and stuff. And then you get to vote on which one you like, and then they're moving up in the ranks and all that other good stuff. But had uh, on tap over there uh, Bolero Snorts Seeing Double, which is fantastic. Another great beer by the boys. Hazy little juice, nice bite to it. This is a fantastic beer. And of course, uh, this past weekend was down at the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest. We'll have a review of a lot of the Jersey breweries. Uh, coming up on next week's program, along with national stuff as well. But I'm sure Bolero had some good stuff. I know they were tapping some different things on, on uh, at the different sessions, so I'll have a review of stuff uh, on those guys from next week. But definitely, if you see Seeing Double out there and you like a nice double IPA, that's definitely one to jump on. Finally got a chance to try Carton's Coffee and Pavlova uh, on tap. This is, I, I tell you what, I probably should have went to Carton when they released this in, in four packs. They had this, and I forgot what the other... Um, what was the other two beers in the four-pack? Oh, my God, super smooth. Coffee, the strawberry, very subtle, but there. I mean, just we all had a glass of it, and we all agreed that if we had one or two more of them, it would completely take us over the top. Remember, it's a 12% beer, so you really got to be careful when you're drinking these, but it's so good. They have really done a great job. The only one so far that I've had in the coffee series from Carton that I didn't like was the Irish coffee. The, the mint tasted too artificial to me. Bottom line. Uh, then uh, had a solid gold to kind of in between uh, from Founders. It's I just I needed something light, and this is a great light lager 
uh, from Founders that you will definitely enjoy if you like a lighter type of beer. And, you know, that's why we spoke with Jack from uh, Jack Sabian about lagers and why brewers aren't making them as much anymore. And now some of them are starting to come around to it. Again, time is a factor uh, because it takes longer, but uh, I definitely enjoy a good lager. Uh, And the folks over at Brick City, another brewery that's really knocking it out. I have not been there in a couple of years. Got to get back over there. Had the Cuvée Batch uh, 003, sour, puckery, slightly smooth going down, a little strong. This is a nice beer. Uh, Kudos to the guys from Brick City. You guys are doing a great job, and I can't wait to get over to the brewery again uh, off of 46, right by uh, MetLife Stadium. Um, Good folks from over at uh, Melody from uh, Coronado Brewing sent me uh, a can of Cosmic Ocean, which is part of their art series. Uh, a dry, yet a little juicy with a touch of bite. Uh, fantastic. There was a nice hop to it. Uh, great beer. The artwork on the can is phenomenal. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you, this is another stellar IPA from the folks at Coronado. Don't hate on these guys. If, you, if you're out in San Diego and you get a chance to check them out, whether it's on Coronado Island at the Brew Pub or you go to their facility uh, not too far from Coronado Island, you definitely have to check out Coronado Brewing. I love them. They're a personal favorite of mine uh, and definitely worth the visit uh, when you're in San Diego. So I went over to Wet Ticket uh, for their second anniversary party, and Tim and Al, thank you for your hospitality. You guys are great. Um, they had their fully juiced in cans, which they released last Saturday, and their uh, Rawway or the Highway Imperial Porter with vanilla, a little bit of coconut, and just a really, really smooth porter, um, and had a little sample of that, and we'll get to that in just a second. But um, they had a couple of beers on tap that I hadn't had yet, which I was excited about. So Prove It All Night was one of the first. Uh, a, just a solid beer, a solid um uh, you know, uh, brew to, to just kind of wet the palate and get things moving. Uh, then had the season ticket. This is nice. That's a nice Belgian saison. Uh, spicy, fruity, delicious, really, really good. Um, I enjoyed it immensely uh, and definitely something that I could enjoy uh, on a regular basis. Uh, then I had the uh, Manichal, Manichal? The Manichal de Vida. I guess like kind of in Agata de Vida. Um, subtle, smooth, nice beer. Uh, I guess there's a church that's across the street from Wet Ticket, and that seems to be what the name is. I have to ask Tim about that. That's an interesting one because I didn't, I didn't get the, um, I didn't get the title of it. Uh, and then I had a sample of the uh, Rawway of the Highway uh, Imperial Porter. I had bought a bottle, which I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold for a little bit. Actually, I still have their first anniversary beer, two versions of it. Um, of their stout, which was uh, put in with bourbon barrels. I think I'm gonna crack the first one. Uh, that I bought from them uh, in a couple of weeks. I'd like to see how that has uh, aged over a year and a half and see if the flavors have mellowed out or if the bourbon has kind of uh, intensified in it or if it's uh, smoothed out. But the uh, wrong way of the highway porter is a great porter. Nice vanilla flavor in it. The coconut is very nice as well. It is just a really good beer. Um, and kudos to the guys from Wet Ticket. They had a lot of people there uh, when we left. I mean, we got there when they opened at noon, and within 15 minutes, uh, the place was uh, filling up. Uh, they had a great party uh, from from all accounts. A lot of people walking in, a lot of people uh, taking the train, coming over to, to check it out, and uh, can't thank Tim and Al enough for their hospitality. This is a great brewery. If you have not had a chance to get over to Wet Ticket and you live anywhere along the North Jersey coast, or Northeast Corridor train line on New Jersey Transit. This is a very easy ride to get to. You get off in the railway, you walk a block from the train station, and wet ticket is right there. There are plenty of food options in the area. You can order food to take out. 
uh, and bring back to the brewery or go over to the re- the restaurants there. A number of the restaurants in the area serve wet ticket beer, so you can you can continue the party at a restaurant there. There's a nice Cuban place right down the street. Great pizza place, Nancy's Townhouse. They have another um, brick oven pizza place right across the street uh, from Wet Ticket. There's uh, meatballs and brews. There's believe me, there is Peruvian Chinese. Whatever you want, they have food-wise, and you can bring it over to Wet Ticket. And the guys are just doing a great job consistently knocking it out of the park, beer after beer after beer. Tim and Al, I can't thank you enough. It sounds like a, a commercial for these guys. You know what? Be it as it may, I'm a fan. I love going there. It's convenient for me, obviously. It's not too far from my home, uh, but love raising a pint. Uh, over at uh, Wet Ticket Brewing. So thanks to the guys for their second anniversary party. It was a big success. Uh, and then I had a little bit, a uh, little bite to eat and a couple of other beers uh, over at one of my other favorite places, Paragon Tap and Table. Cypress Brewing came out with a new IPA. Save the drama for your llama. If that is not one of the catchiest, funniest titles for a beer, I don't know what is. Nice bite on this dry. It certainly looks juicy, but it is not a juicy beer. It is very good. Uh, Charlie uh, Backman, you are doing a great job over at Cypress. Another great brewery in, um, is Cypress in Union County? Let's see. They're in Edison. I think Edison is technically Union County. So, uh, yeah, Uh, you know, Frank Moreno is sitting in the studio with me as I'm recording this segment, and he says, yeah, it's in Union County. Of course, Frank is from Staten Island. He doesn't know any of the counties in New Jersey. Cypress is actually in Europe. Uh, No, not not the country, Cypress. It's Cypress Brewing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Finally, had uh, and then uh, from Oscar Blues, this was an interesting one. It just the, the title struck me, and I haven't had much from Oscar Blues in a while. Uh, the Can Obliss Tropical IPA. Uh, this wasn't bad. A decent tropical flavor. It wasn't overpowering. I would have liked a little bit more of that that tropical flavor coming out of it. But um, Oscar Blues, not bad. Uh, a, a decent enough beer. But yes, Cypress Brewing. Yes, I understand that Cypress is in Europe, but it is uh, in Edison, which. Edison, I believe, is still Union County. I don't think it is Middlesex County yet. But anyway, um, folks, we are out of time. Uh, my thanks to, uh, to uh, God, who do I have to thank? I have to thank lots of people. Jerry Crowley, Phil, Phil Boyce, Darren Yellen, uh, Frank Morano for chiming in on the last segment there. Jack Handler, one of the co-owners of Jack's Abbey. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson, who, by the way, Buddy, if you're listening, I'm a little annoyed at you. That uh, about the common root story, and yet you never get in touch with me about it, and it's been days, and you haven't said a word about it to me. I'm a little annoyed with you. i got a bone to pick with you. I'm going to see you soon. We're going to trade some beers. We're back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.